Hi everyone, welcome to episode 26 of EV Brief, your podcast bringing you interesting stories on electric vehicles and renewable energy news from Australia and around the world. I'm your host Jonathan and on this week's show, we'll look at some highlights from Tesla, including the company's upcoming Q3 earnings call, full self-driving release and Model 3 updates, Waymo launches its driverless taxi service in Phoenix, Amazon and Rivian have revealed their new electric delivery van, in charging news, Tesla and Fast Ned are teaming up, and IKEA Australia begins to implement charging stations for its customers. We'll talk about electric buses in Australia, and in renewables and storage news, Tesla and Pacific Gas and Electric are teaming up on a 730 megawatt hour storage facility in Central California. These stories and more on this week's show, so let's get into it. Well, firstly, I just want to say that uh, I'm sorry for an absence on the podcast front recently. A combination of a new baby, work, family and pandemic has left limited time for other projects, unfortunately. But the good news, uh, in a way, is that with a dramatic slowdown in work, there's plenty of time on the horizon to produce new content. I've got new interviews for future shows planned, as well as plenty of YouTube content, including reviews of Tesla's Model 3 and the Fonzarelli electric scooter. So expect to get back to regular EV brief programming from now, as well as more video content. Online retailing giant Amazon has unveiled its new electric delivery vehicle built by Rivian. Although technical specifications have yet to be provided, Amazon sees this vehicle as the future of last mile delivery. Built from the ground up with drivers and customers in mind, the van will have smart inclusions such as voice-activated functions by none other than the company's Alexa, as well as a spacious, flexible interior for easy movement inside the van, and a 360-degree camera. Amazon says that they hope to have 10,000 vehicles on the road as early as 2022, with plans for 100,000 by 2030. A purpose-built electric van has the potential for massive cost savings to the company's bottom line, and you can bet that the eventual plan uh, will include some degree of driverless technology along predefined routes. There are a number of bespoke delivery vans in the works, with UK-based Arrival and Morris Commercial working on a number of electric vehicles for deliveries, and in Australia, startup Ace EV has a small, affordable last-mile delivery ute in the works. The company has also just this week received a $5 million grant in uh, Australian dollars from the Australian government for research and development of bi-directional charging technologies. US company Waymo has been testing its autonomous taxi fleet for two years now, but until today it hasn't been driverless and it hasn't been available to the public. Waymo is launching its service in a small 50-square-mile area of Phoenix in the suburbs of Mesa, Chandler and Tempe. Human supervision will be scaled back with employees now monitoring multiple vehicles instead of just one. Human intervention can be required when the car needs confirmation about uh, unexpected obstacles or navigation issues. While Waymo's ambitions are noble and impressive, the company has been losing hundreds of millions of dollars, unfortunately, since inception. And it's not entirely clear at this stage if there is a path to profitability or longevity. For one, the technology added to each vehicle is expensive, costing tens of thousands of dollars, and the cost of employing human supervisors is obviously a roadblock to a large-scale rollout. In addition, Waymo's ability to roll out autonomous driving is slow compared to Tesla, which has the benefit of billions of miles of customer data to feed into its full self-driving technology. But more on that shortly. 
That all said, Waymo is still an industry leader and some commentators and analysts have said that if Waymo can successfully roll out its service across just one large US metropolitan location, the company could find a profitable place in the rideshare market. We move on to Tesla now and the automaker's CEO announced on Twitter that the full self-driving software will be released in beta to some users on October 20. All he said was, quote, this will at first be limited to a small number of people who are expert and careful drivers. Tesla has also released the 2021 Model 3 with a few visually subtle changes and a few significant changes under the skin. While there are no new lights and tail lights like you'd expect from uh, most model year updates from other manufacturers, there are new wheels across the range with the Performance Model 3 receiving the graphite Uber Turbine style rims from the Model Y. The chrome exterior trim has also been switched to dark grey, and there's a new metallic finished steering wheel while the fingerprint prone piano black interior trim is gone for a textured matte finish instead. There's auto dimming interior and exterior mirrors, double glazed windows to help with insulation and noise, and a long awaited power tailgate. Performance is improved across the range and as speculated by those who have seen the redesigned frunk insert over the last few months, the Model 3 now features the Model Y's heat pump, leading to greater energy efficiency and a greater range. With the standard range plus car now rated at 263 miles up from 250 and the Performance model now rated at 314 miles up from 299. Price-wise, the Model 3 uh, entry price has decreased, with the standard range plus model starting from $31,690 US dollars, or $66,900 in Australia, the long range starting from $40,690 US, or $81,900 in Australia, and the performance starting from $48,690 US, or $90,900 in Australia. Tesla has also made clear they plan to streamline their supply chain by eventually sourcing Asia-Pacific, Oceania and Europe cars from the Chinese supply chain, but it's a bit early to tell at this stage whether these countries will still receive US-built cars in the next couple of months. At Tesla's Battery Day event last week, Musk said that Tesla had to complete a fundamental rewrite of the autopilot software and that, quote, the sophistication of the neural net of the car and the overall logic of the car is improved dramatically. Sources say we should expect the vehicle to automatically respond to traffic light signals and drive with almost zero intervention. It's important to note that this isn't fully autonomous driving, rather the vehicle should be able to complete a route on its own with constant driver supervision. Tesla has also announced that its Q3 earnings call will be held at 2.30pm Pacific Time on Wednesday, October 21. With over 139,000 deliveries for the Q3 quarter, it's expected that Tesla shows strong positive net income for that quarter and good cash flow. Close to 90% of those deliveries were made up of the Model 3 and Model Y, with the former gaining popularity in the Chinese market. Elon Musk is also expected to go into greater detail about the Texas Gigafactory project, which is due for completion in May 2021. Site works on that 2,000-acre site have already begun, and it will eventually produce the new Cybertruck and Tesla Semi, as well as the Model 3 and Y vehicles. German businessman Roland Schuren is the owner of bakery chain Erbacher Schuren and recently invited charging company Fastnet and Tesla to chip in for a new charging station in the Rhein-Ruhr region of Germany, adjacent to the interchange of Autobahn 3 and 46, which is just southeast of Dusseldorf. Now that region has a population of greater than 12 million people, yet there is a real lack of fast charging options there. The joint Fastnet and Tesla charging site will have 20 Tesla superchargers and 8 300kW CCS ultra-rapid chargers to start, with capacity to increase to 60. The site will also host a coffee shop and an outpost of Erbakashuren and should provide a really great stop-off for EV drivers in the region. 
Over to Australia and the global furniture chain IKEA is installing EV chargers in its Canberra store with four 22kW AC chargers available now for customers. The company plans to add EV chargers to other stores around the country as well as solar by the end of 2021. IKEA has a massive carbon footprint and the company also plans to move to a 100% electrified fleet by 2025. Canberra was an obvious choice for the company to begin its EV charger rollout, with the city already powered by 100% renewable energy and also having a high percentage of EV ownership relative to other states in Australia. Staying in Australia, and we once had a thriving automotive manufacturing industry here, with thousands of jobs provided by the likes of Ford, Toyota, Holden and Mitsubishi, as well as automotive parts suppliers. Despite solid exports and a sizable return on investment for the taxpayer, the industry has all but dried up save for a few dynamic startup businesses like uh, SEA Automotive, ACV and Tritium. Now policy uncertainty, a drought of financial support from government and global competition kicked the industry and the workers to the curb, but electric vehicles could turn Australia into a manufacturing hub once again. Luke Todd of Nexport has purchased 51 hectares of land in Mossvale, two hours south of Sydney. Nexport has a five-year plan to build BYD cars, trucks and buses at the site. Now, Nexport already runs a limited number of BYD taxis in Sydney and is currently building over 100 Gimelang electric buses for a New South Wales government contract. Now, Todd says, quote, We will be starting with importing vehicles and doing an engineering upgrade for the Australian market, and then over five years we will be producing cars in full in Australia. Nexport was involved in the inner-city Sydney electric bus rollout that we covered on an earlier episode of the podcast, and the company is also slated to undertake a statewide bus depot energy review. And as we go to air, Nexport has just been announced as an addition to Transport for New South Wales's procurement panel, meaning that their vehicles are suitable for purchase and implementation on the transport network subject to regulatory and uh, design approvals. Meanwhile, the Custom Denning Company is already manufacturing electric buses in Sydney, with plans for a model range of hydrogen fuel cell and electric buses in the future. Buses are currently being planned for 2021 delivery, and the vehicles feature solid-state LMP batteries and a two-stage electric motor with regeneration. According to the company, the buses are built and designed for Australian conditions. It's great to see the future of transportation so tantalisingly close in Australia. Electric buses have so many benefits for drivers, passengers and the wider community. With the New South Wales government committing to eventually transitioning over 8,000 buses to zero emissions technology, there's potentially a huge opportunity for local manufacturing industry to emerge. California's Pacific Gas and Electric has commenced the installation of the Tesla Megapack batteries at its Moss Landing site, about 90 minutes south of San Francisco. This battery system is designed to support the grid by improving reliability and efficiency, acting as a peaker plant to balance the grid during periods of high power demand and storing power generated by renewables, also thus reducing dependence on fossil fuels. The 730 MWh battery system was announced in July and comprises 256 Tesla Megapacks. It's expected to be completed and online in the coming months. Tesla's energy business is set to boom over the coming years with the company's megapacks already successfully operating in energy markets in Australia, Canada, the US and the UK as the company shakes up wholesale retail and behind-the-meter energy markets. Thanks so much for listening to episode 26 of EV Brief. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and now you can also subscribe on YouTube. Stay safe and we'll see you next week.